This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Just speak for myself. I uh, was hesitant out there. I um, wasn't sure if I wasn't gonna go or not in certain situations. I was sloppy. Yeah, it's not okay. Uh, you can only look yourself in the mirror and move on. That is Saber defenseman Rasmus Dahlin talking about last night's brutal beatdown at home yet again, 10 to 4. In an NHL hockey game, ten to four, it just it just does not happen. But Joe, Joe, Joe had it in the update at three o'clock. Uh, there was an Ottawa game in November of '05 that they lost. I think ten to four was that score too. It's the last time they gave up ten goals, and I remember that game being a game where in the morning they found out Ryan Miller had suffered sort of a freak thumb injury in maybe the morning skate. And they, you know, this was before that team. This is 05-06 Sabres now that, of course, you know, lost in the conference finals in Carolina, you know, and really turned into, like, two years of the best seasons the Sabres ever had. November of 05, that had not really taken hold yet. They they had not really taken off. And I remember watching that game feeling like, wow, this team is playing like someone killed their dog. I cannot believe what's happening here. But they they got going after that, and, and Marty Baron had to play a long stretch because Miller was out, and he got hot, and they sort of got off to the races after that. Um, I, don't, I don't bring that up to say, like, that's about to happen here or anything. There's not a lot of runway left. That's November, and this is already, we're you know, we're the 10th of March here. Very tough game. Zach, do you think Dalene? I know he said pretty vehemently last night that, he is not playing hurt, but he did miss some time while I was away and came back. And I don't know, he's been stuck on 14 goals for a while. Not that that's the only measure, but I wonder just how healthy guys that are in the lineup are, let alone guys like Alex Tuck who are out of the lineup. 
I don't want to speak in like absolutes and get myself caught there, but like I think he's absolutely lying. I think he's definitely playing with some ailments because like you can tell he's playing a little bit not the same. It's not coming to him as easily as it, as it would. He clearly seems to be. I don't want to say like protecting himself because that would be playing scared, but just definitely not. I think fully trusting his body yet. You you can kind of tell he's playing a little bit back. So I I think he's playing with something. Yeah, and you know it makes sense. I mean he he talked there, and I and I heard more of his interview last night, and you heard Granado echo the same types of things. That you know there's a hesitancy there and frustration there, and you know a lot of that might just come with the pressure. Like it, I've said it for maybe the entirety of Granado's coaching career. Like the challenge of coaching a team with no stake at all in the standings, which is basically the job Granado had for the entirety of last year and when he took over for however many games were left in that in that season when Kruger got dumped, um, it was just, you know, let's find out what we've got here, you know, get these little pet projects, let's make Tage Thompson a center. I mean, that worked really well, obviously. Um, but it's a lot of this is new. Like how Granado is even handling himself in this setting might be it might be different. He might be exactly the same, but the players are feeling differently because of the pressure. Like pressure can just have a lot of funky impacts on people who are not used to it. And I know that sounds ridiculous for hockey players. I mean, they've been playing in pressure situations their whole lives, but this is this is a whole nother thing. This is you're a pro, you're, you're, you're playing for a contract, or you've got a contract, and there's expectations, and you don't want to let everybody down. And I think maybe a lot of these guys are tangled up, and that could be leading to some of this frustration and hesitancy that Granado is referencing. But I'm, I'm really wondering about whether Darlene is you know, like 100% here. Because, um, you know, a lot, a lot of guys, I, I think, would feel like, you know, I can do it, so I'm going to get back as soon as I can. The team needs me, that kind of thing. And um, I just wonder about how, how that is. It wouldn't surprise me at all to see him go through the rest of this season and then at the end of the year find out that there's this or that wrong. That, that happens with almost every hockey team every year. Anyways, 803-0550, again, is the phone number. Let's uh, see if we can fire it up here. Jason is first up this segment. Hi, Jason. Thank you for calling. You're on WGR. Yeah, hi, Chris. How are you today? Good. Um, I was calling, and I, I talked to the screener. You know, two years ago, we had a chance to sign Allmark, who was in our system for at least six years developing. You know, I know money might have been an, an issue, and we ended up walking away from that. But, you know, he's having a great year, obviously, on a great team. Um, but that was kind of a missed opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Comrie, you know, I was reading last night, like, he's bounced back and forth between the AHL and the NHL. He had a 20-game stint with Winnipeg, you know, did well, and maybe the analytics said, you know, take a flyer on him. But mm-hmm. bringing back Anderson at 40, I mean, it's a nice story and everything like that. I mean, he's an American goalie. But, you know, Lukanen, you know, we're, we're nowhere because we didn't do anything. <laughs> we didn't sign anybody. And, you know, we didn't do anything at the trade deadline. I mean, going into the year, me and my buddies were talking that goaltending is going to be an issue. It's just a matter of, you know, when is it going to rear its ugly head? 
Yeah, there's no question, Jason. Um, you know, the the, the you, you could see the potential for a problem coming. Um, you know, the, 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 the thing is, to me, the options that they had, like how did they end up at Comrie? They ended up at Comrie because they didn't feel like the time was right for them to get into the 5 or $6 million a year goalie market, which is, I think, precisely why they walked away from Olmark when they did. And to say it that way implies that I know that Olmark wanted to stay and not go somewhere else. It's entirely possible he was, you know, set to get to unrestricted free agency. And whether the Sabres wanted to pay him $5 million a year for five years like the Bruins did could have been immaterial. He might have just thought, you know what, I've had enough of this. You know, like just I've had enough. This team is still sort of stuck in the mud, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not signing to stay here. And you know, good for him. He's gone to a much stronger team, and with you know better structure, better defense, the whole thing. I mean, the Bruins are the best team in the league, and so he's playing behind um, just a juggernaut, and he's having himself a fantastic year, like a Vezina Trophy type year. I think he definitely would be much better than what the Sabres have here. He was he was pretty decent numbers wise, even on some of the worst teams in the league in the years that he was, you know, playing games here for the Buffalo Sabres. So, but I I would be reluctant myself to say like that they let him go um, as much as he might have just wanted to get out of here. So like there there's that. Um, then. Fast forward, because that's two off-seasons ago now. This is his second full year in Boston. So how do they end up at Comrie? Well, same logic. You know, are we are we ready to spend big money on a goalie, especially to me, in my opinion, the goalies that were available at those price tags, like more established guys, to me, were very risky at those numbers. And some of that is borne out. I mean, Jack Campbell has been kind of a disaster for Edmonton and he got he got big money and big term to go there and he's getting outplayed like I mean it's not even close by the guy that put on a show here this past Monday for Edmonton Stuart Skinner so um committing money to a goalie even though the Sabres had it to spend to me I can defend them not doing it Comrie um you know you're right his career was and has been pretty much you know bouncing back and forth through waivers that kind of thing he did spend last year with winnipeg played those 19 games had good numbers and i think the sabers trusted that okay we can we can you know sort of extrapolate that and and get more out of a guy like diamond in the rough type of thing and it just it has it hasn't worked at all um i liked how he started the year they got banged up on the blue line his performances went south, and then he got hurt, and he's just never been looked right to me. Since he's been playing here, I, I know there's there's good games in here too, but, boy, a lot of nights to me, he just looks overmatched. He, he Like his fundamentals kind of fall apart, and the structure in his game, it just isn't there. And when when that's what you watch, if you're really watching the goalie, right, you can still get spectacular saves, and you can still get good results at times. 
But if your fundamentals are not sound, if you're not square, if your footwork isn't good, if you're sloppy going back to the post when you got to get on the post when guys are going behind your net and you're slow getting over to the other side when the guy goes around behind and comes out the other way and you're slow getting over because you were sloppy getting to the post, and you're, it all just crumbles. And that's what I see in Conley. I, I just see someone who's trying to get by and I don't know if he just has not found his timing since he got back or if this is just who he's always been, but he just looks he looks overmatched. And, yes, he's in tough a lot of nights because this team structurally on defense has a lot of struggles. But they are they're basically nowhere in goal. Anderson's their best guy. He can't play more than once a week. And Lukanen, uh, you know, has, has – has has had his struggles too, and I I don't know that going into the off season this will not be the single biggest question they have to answer, because they need lots of other things too. Zach, right? They could use you know an upgrade on on the on the bottom end of their defense, and maybe maybe a defensive forward or two mm-hmm. or whatever. But goaltending is just going to be glaring when we get to the end of this season. I think. I just I'm at a point like it is very disheartening too because like you watch maybe their best prospect in a low to prospect pool in Devin Levi at Northeastern and you see him putting up these gaudy numbers that are putting him in the same realm as guys like Connor Hellebuck at Winnipeg, Ryan Miller in terms of college goalies, but it's like he's not going to be here next year. He'll almost definitely be in Rochester all year. So even that potential saving grace at goal is at best a year away. And it's yeah, just that's ways I, off. Yeah. You know, he's not going to just come in next year right away as a rookie and be unbelievable. It's just that's – I don't want to say it's a fantasy. It's just very, very unlikely. I don't really know where they're going to go. I think their plan really was that the analytics behind Comrie would, you know, really help him out. UPL would potentially take a step forward, and they would be fine for like two years. But even at the trade deadline, there wasn't really any guy they could just add. I, I don't really know if any goalies are, are for sale because a lot of them, they're somewhat treated as like quarterbacks in the NFL. If you've got one, you tend to keep them, even if you're on a bad team because they can kind of will you to a playoff spot, which maybe you shouldn't have. And it's it, it, it's a need. I just don't know if they're going to have a way to to satisfactorily fit, like fill that need. I, I feel like regardless, yeah. until we get to Levi, and of course that's a completely up-in-the-air scenario, it's still going to be this constant issue of, yeah, but what about the goaltending? Like It's it's always going to be, we want we want more there. Yeah, well, what, 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 they, what they have to, and I don't say this uh, assuming that they're just waiting for Levi to get here, but they, they definitely cannot just do that. Oh, no, no, no. Right? No. They, they cannot any longer, to me, this team, the promise this team shows, like if, if they don't do something substantial with goaltending next year, it, it would be, to me, grossly negligent. Like, this team warrants an upgrade there. And if that means somebody with a four- or five-year contract, that's not ideal. I'd like to find someone with shorter term left. But if it means having to do that, then I think you have to do that and then figure out how to fit Levi into that afterward because you can't just sit by going, I need the runway clear for this guy who still might be, like you're saying, you know, I would fully expect him, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping, I haven't heard anything to, to doubt this, that he'll, he'll sign, but next year's almost got to be Rochester with maybe some cameos mm-hmm. in the NHL. And then you maybe hope by 
24-25, he's ready to sort of assert himself in the NHL and, and, you know, play a lot of games and maybe even ascend to being your number one goalie. To expect that next year, I think, would be really rushing it. And it's a real long shot to me that that could even play out. And so what are you doing? Like, you, you, you can't just try to leave the crease empty waiting for him to parachute in because it's too far off on the horizon and Comrie not working out like like he, he hasn't this year and Lukanen not really establishing himself the sort of leaves you nowhere. And so that's where we are. We're nowhere in goal still, I think, is where, where they are. And uh, that's a tough place to be. 803-0550 uh, is the number. Thank you for the phone call. Uh, more of your calls on the way if you are inclined. And at 4 o'clock, we'll shift into football. Joe Marino, the Draft Network and the Lockdown Bills podcast. Sal Capaccio will be with me and Zach at 4.30. Paul Hamilton for an hour from 5 to 6. That is what is straight ahead here on WGR this afternoon. Mike Shope has the day off along with Zach Jones and Joe Kelly. I am the boy. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one. They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.